Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Psalm 11 verse 3 Bible says, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The righteous is helpless. You and I are helpless if our foundation is destroyed. We can do nothing. All right? And my prayer is that as we go through the season, some of you have been around for some time. It's a good time to reinforce your foundation. Amen. So as we are going through it, give yourself to it. Don't have an attitude that will ask for me. I know everything already. Even what you are, what, what you are talking about. I was there when Bishop Doug was writing the book. Uh, you know, but humble yourself. Amen. So that God himself will lift you up. Say amen. amen. Say a nicer amen. amen. So today, so I've spoken about salvation. I've spoken about water baptism. I've spoken about Holy Ghost baptism. Today I want to speak about growing through reading the word of God regularly. Hallelujah. I, if, if you listen carefully, I said growing through reading the word of God regularly. Emphasis on the word regularly. Not just reading the word of God, but reading the word of God regularly. Amen. Is one of the foundations you must have. It will help you to grow. Anybody who doesn't read the word of God regularly will not grow. Amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Good. So, we want to get into four facts about the word of God. Four facts about the word of God. Or four important facts about the word of God. Number one, the Bible is God's word to mankind. Second Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, All scripture, which is the Bible, is given by inspiration of God. All scripture is given by who? Is given by who? Is given by God. Hallelujah. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it is profitable. All right? For doctrine for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God, that is you, may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Hallelujah. The point here is that your Bible is not from Julius Malema. Your Bible is not from Cyril Ramaphosa. The Bible is God's word to mankind, God's word to you and I. Amen. That is what makes the Bible different from your mother's advice. That is what makes the Bible higher than my mother's advice. Hallelujah. The Bible is God's word to us. Amen. Number two. God's word gives us direction for our lives. Psalm 119 verse 105, the Bible says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen. God's word gives us direction. It shows us where to go. A light is something that shines over a big space. And a lamp shines over a small space. So when you have light, you are able to see far. When you have a lamp, you are able to see what is right in front of you. So the, the word of God is both a flat light that flat shines way ahead of you for you to see what is in front of you. And also just like the light which is on your phone. That when you can't see something small, maybe there's a hole. You can't see what they use the light to flash into the hole to see what is there. Sometimes the danger is very small. But the effect is as great as the big danger. I mean, if we were to give you cyanide, we don't need to give you a lot. We don't need to give you one gallon. Just a little is enough, no matter how big you are. I say it again. Just a little is enough, no matter how big you are. Small, small like that. Hallelujah. So the word of God is both a light that shines on your path. You see a long way. And then it shines 
for a lamp for your feet. Just small. You can see here, 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 here. The thing. Many tall people, when they walk around, they don't look on them. That's why they fall down a lot. Because don't look at what is really. It's under the danger is right in front of you. We are so looking far. With all your height, you can't see into 2021 to tell us whether it's corona free or not. <laughs> Number three. The word of God helps us. I'm coming into what I'm teaching. I'm just giving you some facts. All right? The word of God <laughs> helps us to change our thinking and keeps us from the bad habits of our past lives. Like drinking, smoking, fornicating, Beating your ankle, all these things we have been doing. The word of God changes the way we think. Amen. Amen. Look, not all, there's, there's none of my examples that are imaginary. It's things that I've seen. It's things, I've gone to visit somebody before that he was playing loud music. And the grandfather asked him to turn, bring the volume down. After a long time, the grandfather was tired. So he put off the electricity because he was the one buying electricity. Don't say how. When you start buying electricity, then you know what you understand. So after he was tired, he turned off the power. Because you need power to play your loud music. Then the boy came out of his room wanting to break down the door to beat his grandfather. Yeah, to beat his grandfather who buys food for him to eat. So none of my examples, I said, hey, Pastor Bishop, he has a wild imagination. No, I, it's things I have experienced and I have seen. Do you get it? It's not, it's literal. All right? Say amen. amen. So as you take in God's word, it changes the way you think. He said, withal shall a man, or how shall a man keep his way pure? By taking heed unto the word of God. Psalm 119 verse 9. And the fourth fact, important fact is God's word will make you a strong believer. Acts 20, 32. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all which are sanctified. God's word will build you up. It will make you a stronger Christian. Amen. Amen. This is why we must read God's word regularly. Three things to do with God's word. Number one, desire it. Desire it. First Peter 2.2, 2, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. What it means is that desire God's word so that through it you will grow. And the Bible compares you to a baby. It says the way babies desire milk, that's the same way as a Christian you must desire the word of God. Amen. Never turn down an opportunity to hear God's word. Somebody say amen. amen. I said never turn down an opportunity to hear God's word. Desire it. Most babies or all babies don't turn down an opportunity to have some milk. Do you get it? Yeah, they desire it. They long for it. They look forward to it. I'm sure as they are sleeping, they are dreaming. Can I get some milk? When I wake up, I'm going to get some milk. I'm on milk land. Yeah. Mm. So desire it. Number two. Where's number two? Oh, it's here. You must have your, your quiet time. You must have your daily quiet time to read the Bible. I'm talking about what to do with the word of God. Desire it. Number two. Have your daily quiet time to read the Bible. Have your daily quiet time to read the Bible, Joshua 1, 8, which is what you know, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy sight, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and thou, shalt, thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So here the Bible recommends that read me every day. He even recommends, read me two times daily, morning and evening. Hallelujah. 
So those of you who have been reading once a week and going around boasting that you are a senior Christian, please, we are all, we are all children. All right, tell your neighbor, I am a children, I am a children. Yeah, I'm a children. Because you are going around boasting to everybody, you are a senior Christian, you have been born again. I mean, you got born again with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Do you see, before Joseph was born, it says, read it twice a day, morning and evening. And you do it a week, and once a week is Sunday when it comes on the project. David, yeah, once a week when it comes on the projector or on the TV. Are you caught right? Number three, which is my favorite part of it all. Be determined to be a doer of the word. Be determined. So as I'm saying, read the Bible every day. Be determined to read the Bible every day. Some of you are determined to get a mother-in-law. Also be determined to read the Bible. Amen. Yeah. Some of you, are, some of you watching me, I told you, you are determined to have children. Also be determined to read the word of God daily. And be a doer. To be determined to be a doer of God's word. What we are saying is that read the word of God daily. The doing, the verb, the doing part, the doing word of the teaching is reading the Bible. From today, may you be determined to read the Bible. James 1.22, the Bible tells us that, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if a man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth away and straightway forgeteth which manner of man he was. It means forgets what he looks like. Okay? Forget when you read, forget which manner of man he was. It sounds as though he forgets whether he was white or black or a Rastafarian or, uh, you know, uh, but he forgets what he looks like. <laughs> but whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty, which is the word of God, and continue therein, he be, not a, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this man shall be blessed in his deed. May you be blessed in your deeds by doing the word of God. So be determined. Anything you see in the Bible, be determined to do it. Anything you see, anytime you hear God's word and you hear something, be determined. And it takes determination to obey God. It takes determination to obey God because the seed of the serpent has entered into all of us. So our natural disposition is not to do what God says we should do. That's our natural disposition. So if you are not determined, if you are not strong, if you are not forceful to do God's word, you will not do God's word. So determined to do it. Hallelujah. Now, how would you grow by reading the word of God regularly? By having your quiet time. Hallelujah. By having your what? Quiet time. So today I want to take you through seven steps to having an effective quiet time. Exodus chapter 34. Seven steps to having an effective Quiet time. So you are going to have steps and there will be seven of them. Amen. And the Lord said unto Moses, Heal thee two tables of stone like unto the first. And I will write upon these tables the words that were in the first tables which thou breakest. So God was giving Moses a second chance. God is also giving us a second chance. I said, God is also giving us a second chance. Verse 2. And be ready early in the morning and come up in the morning unto Mount, Mount Sinai and present thyself there to me in the top of the mount. 
So immediately it shows you that when we are talking about quiet time, we are talking about something you do in the morning. Say amen. We are talking about something you do when? In the morning. Not when you are going to sleep. All right? This is not one of the points. I'm just, it just happened to be, like I told you on Sunday, it's on my way. Okay? It's a red robot, so that's why I'm mentioning it. In the morning. Why do I say so? You are looking for direction for the day. And you take the direction in the night. When, when the day is over, you are not taking the direction for so. When you get the direction, I tell you, so, okay, this morning your boss is going to be angry at people who have not done their filing. Today, your boss is going to be angry at those who have not done their file. But I'm telling you at the end of the day, how will they help you? But if I tell you in the morning, you can do your filing so that when you get to the office and they are shouting at the people who have not done their filing, you are not part of it. That's what he do. He said, come up in the morning. He says it twice. Go back to verse 2. He emphasizes, and come and be ready in the morning. Sometimes, sometimes I have a meeting, they say be ready, and the meeting starts later in the day. But he says, be ready in the morning, and come up in the morning. Say amen. He says, be ready. When you are ready, come. The meeting is really in the morning. And come up unto Zion, present thyself there. Next verse, verse 3. And no man, no man shall come up with thee. Neither let any man be seen throughout all the mouth. Neither let the flocks nor head feed before that mount. This scripture even already tells us that quiet time is a personal something. It's not a family devotion. I believe in family devotion. Although I've never had some before. No, I, 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 I know it's a nice thing. When people say it sounds very nice, like we had a family devotion. I mean, it sounds very, it's like, oh, this family, they are really prayerful. A family that prays together stays together. I mean, very, very poetic and very nice. But I've not been able to do that before. And I've been a pastor for quite some time. Never been able to do it. What I emphasize on in my house, everybody must have their quiet time. Even babies must have their quiet time. Yeah. Babies. And my children, we started having, teaching them how to have quiet time. When they were baby babies. Whether you understand or not, it doesn't matter. Read the thing to you. Tell you. Keep telling you. Oh, when, when we were in Jobek, Jobek was so tough that look. If you leave home, I mean, from my house to my children's school was about maybe nine minutes, ten minutes maximum drive. If I leave home at 10 past 6, we'll get to the school after 7. If I leave at 5 to 6, we'll get to the school 5 past 6. If I leave at 5 past 6, we'll get to the school at 7. It makes so great a difference. So what we used to do, we leave before 6 o'clock. We'll get to the school, the whole school, even the security manager is wondering, who are these people? Then we spend one hour waiting for the gate to open. Then I teach them, I have, I have your quiet time. Do this, do all, we're there. That's what I've emphasized in my house. Having your quiet time. Quiet time is a one-on-one one, one on one time with God. What God wants to tell you may be different from what God wants to tell your brother, although you are brothers. Hallelujah. Yeah, so he said, don't let it. Some of us, we have quiet time. As you are having the quiet time, the whole place is so busy that even God can, when God speaks, you can't hear. Yeah, your sister is blending is blending onions all over the place. Yeah. Sister is blending onions and your brother is watching it and the onions is, uh, the blender is making noise so he's also lifting up the volume so that he can hear. Then you are sitting in the middle there. You say you are having your quiet time. How would you hear God? So quiet place. Nobody around. You can concentrate. Pastor T. Amen. Verse 4. And hewed two tables of stone unto like the first. And Moses rose up and he went. Two tables suggesting your Bible and your notebook. One of the essential things for a good quiet time is having a notebook. A Bible and a notebook. A notebook so that you can write whatever God tells you in the notebook. See it on. Verse 5. And the Lord descended like a cloud and stood within there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. Verse 6. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, 
the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. Verse 7. Keeping mercy for a thousand, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. And that will have no means clear the guilty, by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and the fourth generation. Verse 8. And Moses made haste and bowed keeps his head towards the earth and worship. Step number one to having an effective quiet time. Make time to pray. Start your quiet time by praying and thanking God. Every good quiet time starts with prayer. You see, as Moses has come, he has brought the two tables. As soon as he's starting, he starts to worship God. He bows down before God. So when you are going to have your quiet time, make time. Thank God you have woken up another day. Some people went to sleep with you. They died. Not like that. I mean, they, they all went to sleep. Do you understand? Or, uh-huh, they all went to sleep, but some didn't wake up. Do you get it? Some didn't. You have woken up. You are blessed to be alive the next day. Make time to thank God. Worship him. Glorify him. Even confess your sins. Amen. Confess your sins. It's like you are coming to God. You want to make sure that, look, things are right between you and God. Before even we start talking. Before you even start talking. So make time. Worship. Thank God. Sometimes you can play some worship song and sing. Nice worship song and use it to create an atmosphere and worship with it. Whilst as you are starting your quiet time. Amen. You play some nice, I just want to be where you are. Mm, dwelling daily in your presence. I don't want to worship from afar. It's okay, it's okay. Draw me nigh to where you are. Some small worship. Okay, give me some small. It looks like you want to do some worship. So. In your presence. I don't want to worship from I want to show you something. Draw me near to where you are. I want to be where you are. I want to be where you are. Dwelling in your presence. Feasting at your table. Feasting at your table. Surrounded by your glory. In your presence. That's where I always long to be. I just want to be. I just want to be with you. Immediately the atmosphere changes. The atmosphere changes. That's it. So make time. Worship. Thank God. Bless him. It's a beautiful opportunity for you to even be awake, be alive, to even have the opportunity to come before his word. Thank him. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Say another amen. amen. Number two. Read a passage from the Bible expecting God to speak to you. I'm giving you seven steps. Read a passage from the Bible expecting God to speak to you. Reading the Bible and reading the Bible expecting God to speak to you are two different things. I said, reading the Bible and reading the Bible expecting God to speak to you are two different things. It makes all the difference. It makes all the difference. If you come to church expecting something, even you start to look out for it. But if you just come, just come to church for Tuesday, they said we should come to church. We have come. If we, are, if we, did, if we didn't come, if we didn't come, if we didn't come, they would say that we don't like coming to church. So we, we would just came so that they can let us be free. You come and you go, you mark your register and then you go home. But if you come expecting God to, oh, you, you come, oh, I'm looking forward to the worship. You, when you come, you're, you'll be different. Once the worship has you come alive. I'm looking forward to the preaching. I mean, one of the things I look forward to on a Tuesday night is the film stars. 
Yeah. No matter what I'm doing, as soon as I hear, I know what comes before the film starts. As soon as I hear, no, I start coming upstairs. Same time. Same time. If you want to talk to me, no, we have closed. Let's go. The film stars are coming because they always have a nice message that they preach. Do you get it? So when I come, I look out for it. I look forward to it and I look out for it. So when you read God's word, expecting that God is going to speak to you, you look out for what is God trying to tell me. Hallelujah. Now that we have, we, we are in a technology where devotions are forwarded to us. You can just read, oh, Bishop forwarded the spirit of revelation. You just read, oh, okay. Then it's information in your head. That's it. But if you are expecting God to speak to you, as you are read, going through that particular devotion, you'll be, look, what is God trying to tell me by talking about the spirit of revelation? And even prophet talked about it today on flow prayer. Made us pray about it. I was so glad that yesterday was about spirit of revelation. Then today he led us to pray about because I've been looking for a chance to pray about what was in yesterday's quiet time. So flow prayer this morning brought itself perfect. Yeah. When did he talk about building a house and pleasure, not loving pleasure? Two days ago. Uh-huh. Then today he talked about building a house. And talking about there will not be any perfect time that you are rich. Then you are you just, people who build are just start building. And the the Friday was that you you to for you to build, you have to give up some pleasures. Yeah, you have to give up some pleasures. Yeah, rich people, rich people are not into pleasure, they are into building. So as I'm reading it, I'm asking myself, hey, some things must change in my life. That's actually it. So I'm reading the thing. It looks very small. Three minutes, you'll be done. But I'm reading the thing, expecting God to talk to me. If you have come to church today, expecting God to talk to you, there's a different way you will listen to the word of God. But if you have come to church like, oh, you know that tall pastor who has been pouring water on people, he will just be talking. Let's give him 45 minutes, standard time, he will be done. Oh, that one there, 45 minutes will finish now. I can even share the grace now and go home. Yeah. But if you are expecting God to talk to you, you'll be listening. Ah, where is God talking to me? Where, where, which part of it is my message? Which part is for me? So that's the same when you have your quiet time. Read whatever you are reading. It may, it may even be just one verse. Read it expecting. So when you read, you can't see what God is saying to you. You have to read it again. Yeah, because it's like what I'm looking for, I didn't get it. Hallelujah. It makes all the difference. The, as what you are reading, you are actually expecting God to talk to you. It makes all, it, it makes all the difference. Hallelujah. Tyler, it makes all the difference. They said, you can read this book, Former for Humility, and you become a humility professor. You can teach it anywhere and still be proud. Yeah, and still be proud. And even this book can make you prouder. Because suddenly you know something that your neighbor doesn't know. Bible says knowledge pops up. But if you read it that God will talk to you, you will by all means find things in this book that you will change in your life. You see, God said to me, the formula for humility is becoming a child or becoming a servant. Let me now act as a servant. How do servants act? Because when I act like a servant, it makes me humble. When I act like a child, you will start to do it. Or you can read it and start referring to the rest of the church as children. You start referring to the rest of the church as children. At 37 years, you start referring to the rest of the church as children. Look. Okay, let's go to Jesus. Number, number, number. Um, where am I? Number two. Yeah. You read this book, it rather puff you up. Make you feel bigger and grander, larger than life. But if you read it expecting God to speak to you, you will see things in it that you will change. You will see that God said, that's how people, you see, when you hear people say, and the Lord said to me, and God said to me, look, I can tell you about 90% of them, they just read it in a book. But they took it that God was speaking to them. You thought that God met them at ShopRite in the seventh hour, hour seven, where you have children's clothing. Pampers powder and children's milk. Then God met them there. God was shopping for 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 Haggis 
nappies and pampers. Then he met them, they're looking for baby oil and baby powder. Then he said to them, Nyanawam, Nyanawam, I came to tell you today, thou shalt not do, no. Sometimes they just read it from a book. But they took it seriously like God was speaking to them. They read it from the Bible. They took it seriously. You have been reading it all the time. You can't even say my pastor said to me. To even graduate to God said to me. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, thank you very much. Jesus read in Luke chapter, Luke chapter 4. 18, where he said, the spirit of the Lord, he has anointed. When he finished reading from Isaiah's book, he, he saw the book, he opened to a book that Isaiah had written in Macario 60. He read that when he finished reading, he said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your eye. He read it from somebody's book. It's not, it's different from the transfiguration where the angel came or the baptism where the heavens opened and said, this is my beloved. This time he read it from the book. When he finished reading it, he said, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your eyes. Yeah. He said, God has spoken. Today, God has spoken. Let the church say amen. End of story. Moses spoke to the people. When he finished speaking, he said, God has spoken. Everybody should say amen. That's all. Yeah. He said, let the church say amen. God has spoken. Let the church say amen. So when you read that thing, expecting God to speak to you, it will change to you. That's why many people don't have effective quiet time because they just take it out. Somebody, somebody's revelation that he has put together. But meanwhile, God is speaking to you. So if God is going to speak to you, how do you choose which part of the Bible to read so that God can speak to you? I'll give you three ways. Number one, you can choose a book in the Bible and read a few verses at a time. You can choose Genesis. Read a few verses each day. You can choose John. Read a few verses each day. You can choose Ephesians. Read a few verses each day. And you keep reading till the whole book is complete. That's number one. Number two, you can choose a personality in the Bible and learn about his life. God will speak to you. You can choose David. I want to learn about David. The Bible says David was a man after God's own heart. Okay, so I also want to be a man after God's own heart. So let me study David's life and find out what did David do to become a man after God's life. So you start reading about David. You can find David in 1 Samuel, getting to the end of 1 Samuel. You find David through 2 Samuel. You find the life of David. Read about him. Each day you read something, you learn anything you learn. If David was humble, Bible said David was looking after the sheep. You also find what he's doing. You also start to do it like that, like that. Hallelujah. Then number three, you can use a devotional, a guide, a devotional guide. Many people have devotionals that they have made. Men of God have devotionals that they have made, which is dated to guide you. Today read this, tomorrow read that, today read this. And then it also guides you. Amen. One of the good things now in the technological age is that prophets, prophets devotion, devotional comes every morning. And I send it to, to some of you. And the rest of you should send it to the rest of the people. Hallelujah. It is also his devotional. So every day, some, that's what I was saying. Friday he talked about, or Saturday he talked about not loving pleasure. So that you have your money to build. Then he talked about uh, building a house today. Yesterday, he talked about spirit of revelation. Do, 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 do you follow what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, use a devotional. It will also help. Amen. Step number three. So, this is just step number two. Step number one is what? Pray to start your quiet time. Step number two is what? Read the Bible expecting, not just read the Bible. There are sometimes I read the Bible for fun. Do you, do you get it? No, listen up. There are times I started a game that anytime I'm somewhere waiting for something, I'll read, I'll read something in the Bible. I'll just read a scripture in the Bible. That's different from my quiet time. Now I read it for, for, for like a game. I just flip anywhere that comes in the Bible. I just read one or two or three scriptures there. And usually I find amazing scriptures. I use Living Bible, New Living Translation, those, those Bibles. Just flip. You see some scripture. We said we saw a scripture. We were all amazed. Some people were fooling around in the church. The pastor said he has given them to Satan. Do you see? To teach them how not to against God. 
No, in the, it's not, no, please. It's not my teaching, no. It's in the, I, I saw it here. I was also as surprised, Vuyo, as you are surprised. The pastor, instead of the pastor teaching them, he said, no, uh, these people, they are beyond pastoral teaching. So I'm leaving them to Satan to teach them not to speak against God. I just saw, I was amazed. I think somebody showed me. So I started to check it like that. So there are times that I just read the Bible for fun. Just read five scriptures, then I go, what scripture? Ah, there it is, First Timothy 1.20, of whom Hymenos. We saw this guy. This guy was in church on Sunday. This guy came to church last Sunday, remember? He and Philetus. Uh-huh. So Hymenos and Alexander. He said, whom I have delivered to Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. Blaspheme means to speak against God. Then Alexander the coppersmith. This is Alexander the coppersmith. That guy, this is the same guy, the coppersmith. Yeah. Difficult church member, Alexander and him. <laughs> anyway, you, let's go, let's go. Let's go. Which, which point are you at? Number three. Three. Meditate. On what you are reading. Meditate. Step number three, David. Meditate on what you are reading. What does it mean to meditate? To think soberly about what you are reading. To think through and soberly reflect on what you have read. If you do not think deeply about what you are reading, you will lose the major blessing of the word of God. Paul said to Timothy, Think about the word of God. Consider what I say, 2 Timothy 2, 7. And the Lord give thee understanding of all things. So think about what you are reading. Think about it. If you have read John 3, 16, For God so loved the world, he gave his only son, that whosoever believes him should not perish, but have everlasting life. After you have read it, think through it. Think, think through it. Reflect over it. Or else you will lose the meaning of it. Maybe God is talk, trying to talk to you about his love. You will not get it if you don't think through it. So how do you think to the word of God? Seven keys to effective meditation. This is just on the point number three. It says, read the passage slowly. What you are reading, read it slowly. Many people lose, what they, lose, lose the import of what they are saying because they read it too fast. This applies a lot to those of you who read very fast. Model C school people. <laughs> read very fast. By the time you realize you have finished reading nine verses, you don't remember anything that you have read. So read it slowly. Take your time. Take your time and read through it. Number two, do not read a very long passage unless it is necessary. If you are trying to think through what you are reading, do read something very... You have read three chapters of the Bible. You are now coming to think about it. You would have forgotten it. So read in small portions and read it slowly so that you can take your time and you can even know what you are thinking about. Because this book, I can teach you all of it in one preach. But I'm teaching you step by step. I know another bishop who is teaching what I'm teaching. He's still on salvation. Yeah, I taught salvation one Sunday. He's teaching salvation. And we have not been given an instruction. All churches should teach on this book. No, I just, I look at the color yellow. It looks nice to me. I say, yellow the color. Let's go. <laughs> we have taught, we have taught red, red for some time. So, and then we have taught green for some time. So after green, I mean, Yellow, yellow, yellow. That's all. To just create a balance. That's all. Yeah, it's like a robot. Red, yellow, green. That's all. Do, do, do you understand? But he's on salvation. He's using many weeks to teach salvation. I can also teach you this. By the time you finish, pam, we are done. Do you get it? <laughs> but we are taking it step by step. Step. I know what I want to achieve by the teaching. That's why I'm taking it step by step. He knows what he wants to achieve. That's why he's taking even four weeks to do only salvation. Hallelujah. 
I have preached, I have preached. You see, when I, I, I taught you about salvation, six, six, six effects, powerful effects of your salvation. I've preached it for six weeks. Before. Every week I take one effect. So take your time and read through the thing. Oh, you don't have to you have read the whole Bible and you don't understand anything. Yeah. Even one word in the Bible can change your life. One word, just one word in the Bible can change your life. You don't need to read Genesis to Revelation. If you can, great. It's an achievement. It's good. But one word can change your life. Yeah. The word anakazo, which the lady, lady pastor Nonia was telling us about. It's just from one word, one word in the, in the Bible, Luke 14, which we saw. It said, and compel. So just compel. A whole book. There's a whole book about it somewhere here hiding in the midst of the books. Hallelujah. Say amen. amen. Number three. Stop at any verse that strikes you and think about it. God's word is so powerful that only a single verse, a word in a verse, is enough to change your life. Each quiet time should be a search for that single word that can change your life. Number four, think about the meaning of the words that you are reading. I'm saying, I'm on point number three, which says meditate through what you are reading. And I'm saying, to help you think through what you are reading, think about the meanings of the words you are reading. When you read something, you don't understand one word in in what you are reading. You don't understand what you are reading. If you read, you say, eh, eh, and the service came to a cataclysmic end. Hello? No, you seem to have fallen asleep. You say, how, how was church? Church was good, but it came to a cataclysmic end. You don't understand cataclysmic. So you don't understand what the person has said. You don't know whether he's saying it came to a nice end or it came to an abrupt end or it came to a shaky end, it came to a spiritual end, it came to a powerful, you don't understand the thing. But you go and say, oh, I understand everything. Whether it came to a boom end or not, you don't know. I said, say what I said, say it to me. The service to a what? Cataclysmic end. Do you understand cataclysmic? It's your homework, go and look for it. Yeah, so if you have read it in the Bible and you don't understand that word cataclysmic, you go and look for the meaning of it. Or else you don't understand what you are you have read. You have read. You don't understand. Her dress had a kaleidoscope of colors. You don't understand kaleidoscope. So you don't understand what has been said. Are they saying the dress was boring? Are they <laughs> Yeah. They say the colors were not nice. You don't understand. So you take the dictionary, humble yourself. Just take the dictionary and look for the word kaleidoscope. It's also another thing. They made a cacophony of errors. You don't understand cacophony. why are you looking at me like that? You don't understand cacophony. You have to go and find it. I'm using English first, then I'll come to the Bible. Okay. So when you don't understand what, find the meaning so that, you, so that what you are reading makes sense to you. Yeah. So now let's come to the Bible. We read from um, Exodus 34. It says, the Lord who forgives um, iniquities, transgressions, and sins. Iniquities, transgressions, sins, they are not the same thing. They are all evil, but they are all not the same thing. They are different things. They are different things. Try and understand what it means. Don't just put all of them, uh uh-huh, keeping mercy on Jesus, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin. Sin is the sin we all know, the mistakes, the, the, the things we do that are wrong. Transgression is breaking the law. You transgress the law. The law is go straight, then you start to go this way. That's transgression. Iniquity is your 
your inclinations, your wrong inclinations. Some of us are inclined towards lying. Some of us are inclined towards disobedience. Some of us are resistant. It's an, it's an iniquity. It's in, in, in. The word, the emphasis on the word in. So it's inside. It's, an, it's a leaning. It's inside of you. So when you read and see iniquity, oh, it means they are sinning. If you don't understand iniquity, you can't even know what they are talking about. You will think that all is about uh, uh, fornication. No, it's the things that are inside you. Some of us are unfaithful by it's, We have an inclination to break relationships. It's an inclination. If you can understand, then you now know that hey, me, I am prone to breaking relationships. So now when I go into a, I'll go to fight. I'll be determined to stay. That's how you overcome an iniquity. Determined to do. So if you are like, like, like when we play golf, some people draw and some people fade. I will explain to you. And some people shoot. When you draw, when you draw, it means when you swing, you pull the ball. Do you get you draw? You draw the ball to you. Do you see? So when you hit the ball, instead of your ball going straight, it will go like that because you draw it this way. And some people also fade. So when you hit, instead of the ball going straight, it fades. You see, like if you have played soccer before, sometimes you have the ball, instead of hitting it straight, you hit it this way. So then the ball, your leg swings this way, but the ball goes that way. When I was playing tennis, I used to play those shots. Lungani would be so amazed. How did the ball go that way? That's how it, it's a fade. Just as you cut your hair, fade. Uh-huh. Do you get it? Now, whether you like it or not, well, if you play golf, you will have one of this inclination. Either you are a drawer or a fader. Okay, so if your balls fade, it means that if you are trying to go to Pastor Pressel, you must aim at going to maybe media. So that when you hit it, it will fade to him. Say amen. If you are somebody who draws, it means if you draw straight, it will go this way. So because you draw, you aim this way. So that when you draw, you, you pull the ball to the middle. So if you have an iniquity, which is an inclination towards lying, an inclination towards taking things that don't belong to you, and in, which is stealing. Do you get it? So now you do the opposite. So if you see, I mean, last Sunday when I made the altar, as soon as I saw the people come, I said, please pick my phone for me. And I always kept my eye on my wife. Because, I mean, you could finish the service, you see your phone is gone, your wife is lost. I don't want that type of problem. So I said, pick my, please pick up my, I told somebody, pick up my phone. And then as I was laying hands, I said, hey, which one is my wife? Just make sure my wife is still there. Yeah. Oh, by the time you finish, you have lost two valuable things. An iPhone and your wife. Hey, my time is going. Let me continue. So take your time and understand the words that you are reading. And I said, don't be a hero. Use the dictionary. Fortunately for us, nowadays, the Bible apps that are there, when you touch the word that you don't understand, the meaning will come up. Some of us don't even bother. We don't even bother. Just touch the word. The meaning of the word will come up. And from tonight, you have seen that. Even if you know everything, there are three words you don't know. Cataclysmic, kaleidoscope, and cacophony. Three, all of them beginning with a C. <laughs> you didn't know. If you can't repeat them, you have to go and take the podcast. And ask Lady Pastor Joel to help you to spell it. Meditation. Think about how the scripture applies to your life in your generation. What you have read, think about how it applies to your life. If it says, wife, submit yourself to your own husband, think about how it applies to you as a wife. Think about it. Don't say, oh, the Bible is talking to uh, the Zulu wives. It's talking to you. Who was reading it? You. You now. You were reading it, not me now. So he's talking to you. Hey, the Zulu wives. 
Ephesians 1, 17 says, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And then the final one, decide on a practical way to implement the scripture you have read, all right, or you have learned. I'm talking about meditation. Point number three, decide on a practical way to implement what you have read. Point number four on effective quiet time, move into deeper Bible study and make further references in the things that strike you during your quiet time. Further Bible study. There are times that you will need to have a longer quiet time. God may minister to you about something. You must be ready to study further. That's why it's important to have a good reference Bible. A good reference Bible, a good Bible app I can recommend to you is Tecata. Tecata. It has a lot of study Bibles in one app. Tecata. All right? Good. It says, look through the passage again for as many of the following as possible. Number one, what does the passage teach me about the nature of God? The Father, God the Father, God the Son, all the Holy Spirit. So, what does the Bible teach me about the nature? The nature of somebody is the way the person is. Naturally, he's like that. Natural. One of the natures of God is God is love. So, look, is it talking about that? John 3.16 talks about the nature of God, referring to the love of God. Number two, is there a promise for you to believe or to claim? Take, taking careful note of any conditions attached. So, what you are reading, what you are reading, is there a promise? Is there something you can claim? If there's a promise, you have to check the terms and conditions. Most of God's things have terms and conditions. Many of us read the scripture. When we read, oh, amen, amen. Then when we get to the, what God is asking us to do, then we, we just, we are silent on it. We don't want to go into it. But that thing, for that thing to happen, you have to do what God has said you should do. Bible says, if you will be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. So imagine this is the scripture you are using for your quiet time. Okay? Which is what? Isaiah 120. If you will be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Then you go, we are going to eat the good of the land. We are, then you will be moving the whole day. I'm eating the good of the land. I'm eating the good of the land. I'm eating the good of the land. You will eat pap and verse. Because you eating the good of the land depends on you being willing and obedient. It needs a willing obedience. Sometimes you deal with people, they are willing, but they are not obedient. You deal with people, they are obedient, but they are not willing. They are doing what you have asked them to do, but they are grumbling. Grumbling all over the place. Yet they are doing what you have asked them to do. They are willing. But it's so nice when you find a willing and obedient wife. She's willing to do what you have asked her to do. And she's obedient. She's, so when somebody is willing to do that, I mean they do it with joy. Do it with happiness. As they are doing what they are doing, they do it happily. There are some people who help me. The reason why, sometimes even what they are, I have asked them to do, they don't know how to do it. The, the only thing that attracts me to them is their willingness. They are just willing. Just excited to have a chance to do. You know, you know sometimes, you, you know, those of us who, are, who come from the rural, and all of us come from the rural, I mean, a rural, I mean, I mean, say the truth. Say the truth. Say the truth. Say the truth. Even, even the city center used to be a rural area. Do you get it? Yeah, 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 yeah. You see, when you are doing your washing, when we used to wash in the post, when you are washing, then the children come that they want to wash. You know that what they are doing, they are even going to make their clothes dirtier. But the happiness and the joy that they are doing something, you just let them do, do later we'll wash it, we'll clean it. Yeah. There's a saying in Egypt that when you send a child, you have sent yourself. Is there a command for you to obey or an example you must follow? Think about it. Check if the scripture is, is giving you an instruction. It's giving you an instruction. It says... 
flee youthful lust. It means he's giving an instruction. When you see youthful lust, run away. What is youthful lust? Lust that is in young people. Run away. Hey, Pastor, I want to try. I want to try this idea and see. Run away. Pastor, okay, I want to see if my chest is very strong. Run away. Pastor, I want to see if really that's his intention. Run away. There's no negotiation. Hey, Pastor, let me see if I can change him. Run away. The Bible knows that you cannot handle it. When it comes to youthful lust, you cannot handle it. You can't handle it. Hey, Pastor, I'm praying with her for deliverance. Look, she will deliver you. Hey, Pastor, I'm waiting on the Lord with him for deliverance. Very soon, you will deliver. It's just a matter of time. You will deliver. Nine months later, you will deliver. So the Bible says, flee, run away. Flee is, is, you see, flee. Flee, flee. Flee, flee. You see, if you look, if you check flee properly, it's not this type of walk away. Walk away. If you are walking away, we can catch you. I'm talking to ladies. I'm talking to guys. Hey, Pastor, uh, this is about the guys. Some of the ladies are worse. Yeah, worse. Flee. The Bible is not even saying run. You see, run. It, 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 you are caught up with between running, like with jet speed, like you are flying. Flee. Because when the Bible wants to say run away, the Bible is able to say run away. It's not like the word run was discovered many years later. When they were writing the Bible, the word run was there. But the Bible chose to use flee. Yeah, so, you see, pastor, you see, the world has changed. So, I'm trying to just explain to him. Just give him an explanation so that he can understand what I'm saying. So that he will be delivered. Like I said, nine months later, you will deliver. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You will deliver. As to, it says, the Strong's Bible says to vanish. It means when, when you are dealing with youthful lust, vanish, vanish, disappear. Yeah. yeah. At your age, you already have three babies. Because you were not fleeing. It's a command. Obey it. If you were fleeing, by now, you will be in university. Yeah, you are not fleeing. Three, they are following you like a duck and the mother. Mother duck, till four little ducks. Well, swimming one day over the hill and far away. Mother duck said, quack, 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 quack. And only two, three little ducks came back. Three, three, three little ducks were swimming one day. Over the hills and far away, and Mother Duck said, Quack, 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 and only two little ducks came back. Two, two, two little ducks were swimming one day over the hills and far away, and Mother Duck said, Quack, 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 and only one little duck came back. One little duck went swimming one day over the hills and far away. And Mother Duck said, quack, 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 quack. And no little duck came back. Learn to flee. Learn to flee. Learn to flee. Put your hands together for Jesus. Disappear, disappear. <laughs> and Mother Duck said, Quack, 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 quack. Anytime you, 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 you have a situation, remember this song, okay? Remember this nursery rhyme. That five little ducks went swimming one day over the hill and far away. The Mother Duck, Mother Duck is at home. So when she said quack, 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 it means she's calling them to come back. So he said quack, 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 quack. Only three came back. Two are lost. Mm. Sure. Anyway, is there a prayer you should pray about?
Yeah. Is there a prayer? I'm talking about deeper Bible study. So when you read the thing, is there, is there something I have to pray about? Say, flee youthful lust. Lord, give me the strength to flee and to run away. Give me even the wisdom. Sometimes some of us don't even know when we should run. Yeah, some of us don't know when we should run. Because it was a math lesson. He was teaching you mathematics. We were doing dy dx. Should I run at y or I should run at x? But before, after, by the time I went dy dx, by the time I realized, boom. You have been, we are doing this integration. But by the time I realized, we have do, we, he has integrated me. Yeah. No, if you have done a little math, is it that disintegration or integration? Yeah. Differentiation and integration. Okay, no problem, no problem. No problem. No problem. It's not a problem. We are art students, so we are part-time science students. <laughs> yeah, we are doing differentiation. By the time I realize it has turned into integration. <laughs> so, what do I wisdom to know when to run? Yeah. Some of us don't know the boogeyman. Yeah, you don't know the boogeyman. You are loving a child. She said, girl, you are letting the child go to the bathroom with a guy. Something must be wrong with you as a mother. You, it's like you don't fear this world. You don't fear this world. I mean, you are behaving like you are in heaven. Meanwhile, we are on earth. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's not even good. You see, that man may not do anything. But you are teaching the, the girl child. It's okay for a man to take you to the bathroom. It's not okay. Anyway, just, you are bored with me, so let me go on. It's okay, it's okay. It's okay. Hey, but I was just caring. Please, you are spoiling the child. Stop caring. Number five, seven effective steps into quiet. I have just five minutes to finish. Use your Bible reading guide. To help you to read effectively. Do your quiet time effect. Use a Bible reading guide. Something to guide you. So when you miss, you know that, hey, I didn't do my quiet time today. I have medication that I take every single day. Yeah. It's not for madness. It's just for... <laughs> it's not Lagatel, please. The way you are looking at me. Oh, now I understand. I saw it on your face. Oh, I now understand. <laughs> Today he has not taken it. That's why. <laughs> no, it's not Lagato, please. They are just supplements. Vitamin C, zinc, the same things you take. But I have a medicine planner. So every week I plan them, I put them in. So when I can, I take, oh, today is Wednesday. Sometimes that's how even I know which day of the week it is. Oh, it's Wednesday. Then I take the Wednesday one. So once in a while I miss it. I'm a human being just like you. Once in a while I went to, huh? Today's Friday and Thursday is full. And Wednesday is also full. I say, hey, brother, sit up. The same way, if you use a guide, it helps you to be consistent. Number six, I said I was giving you seven. So if we are at six, it means we are almost at seven. Write down whatsoever the Lord tells you. That's the need. That's why you need a notebook. It is important to develop the habit of writing the things that God speaks to you about. The very fact that you have acquired a notebook shows that you have faith in an invisible God. You will believe that he has spoken to you and you have written down his words. You have taken a great step of faith. Without faith, it is not possible to please God. And number seven, I want to finish in record time. Spend time to pray. And listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. After you have finished, spend some time. Sometimes spend some five minutes to pray. And listen to the Holy Spirit. Spend some ten minutes to pray. And listen to the Holy Spirit speak to you. Spend some twenty minutes to pray. And listen to the Holy Spirit speak to you. Hallelujah. What are the seven steps to an effective quiet time? Number one is what? Pray to start. Number two is what? Read. 
read the passage in the Bible expecting God to speak to you. How many of you believe that God has spoken to you tonight? Yeah, we've said different things. We are talking about quiet time. I've given different examples. For some of you, your, your part of this message is the flea part. Yeah, some of you have been trying to deliver people. Now you have delivered. You have delivered three or four times already. Successfully and unsuccessfully. Do you get So for some of you, your part of this tonight's message is Mother Duck said, quack, 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 quack. Number three is what? Meditate on what you are reading. Number four is what? Move into deeper Bible study. Okay, number five is what? Use a Bible reading guide. Number six is what? Write down. And number seven is what? Spend time to pray for the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. Lift your hands wherever you are and just pray for yourself for a minute and ask the Holy Spirit. You have heard the word of God. Ask him to speak to you. Ask him to speak to you. Pray right now. Pray right now. Pray right now. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us. 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 Lord, thank you for your word. Thank God for his word to you today. And ask him to speak to you. Which the part that belongs to you, ask him to speak to you about it. Pray, pray, pray right now. Maso paleba kemola. Rabadaba brondi bribide brondi bribide le makolima la febede brondi brala brondi brala le pakolama kamadoba brendi bribide le mandola baba branda la baba branda la baba branda la baba le mokata speak to us speak to us from today may we have our quiet time regularly and effectively regularly and effectively regularly and effectively lord in the name of jesus in the name of jesus we give you praise we give you glory we give you praise we give you glory we give you praise we give you glory in the name of jesus in the name of jesus lift your hands let's pray father thank you for every hand that is lifted here i pray let your anointing be upon this teaching that each one under the sound of my voice, them that are watching me from home, and anyone who listens to this podcast, may a grace fall on them. May an enabling power of the Holy Spirit fall on them to have their quiet time regularly that they will grow through reading the word of God. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Please welcome Spa. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.